What up, what up, what up? <laughs> My people, long time no see. I uh, apologize for the lack of content over the last few weeks. I've uh, been super busy with work. No excuse though, we're back at it today. Um, trying to get on a more regular schedule here moving forward. But uh, nonetheless, here we are. We're here. Uh, happy to have you listening today. Uh, today I want to change things up. Um, mostly going to talk about the NFL today. Uh, but mainly about, you know, we'll do a short breakdown of each team, where they sit as we enter kind of crunch time. I feel like post-Thanksgiving, you know, as we enter the holiday season here and get towards the playoff push, it's really when you have enough information on teams to see sort of, you know, who the contenders are, who the pretenders are, um, you know, and teams will surprise you week to week. That's the NFL. That's the beauty and the and the pain of it. Um, but, you know, we'll start, to, we'll start uh, over in the AFC East, a division that no one really saw coming, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, a lot of hype on the Dolphins and Bills coming into the season, and honestly, it's been kind of a surprise for me. Uh, the Bills sit atop nine to three, um, five and two on the road, four and one at home. Pretty impressive on a three-game win streak here. Of course, they beat the Chiefs this year, having a really good year. And you know, Buffalo is a team that really frustrates me personally. I love the fans. I love how they get up for games. Uh, I love Josh Allen. It's just he's been really kind of awful with turning the ball over this year for a star quarterback for their standard uh, that they want him to be at. And has almost regressed a little bit in the sense of he looks more like Wyoming Josh than Buffalo Bills' uh, Sean McDermott, but, uh, you know, Josh Allen. Uh, Throwing a lot of picks in the red zone. The problem I have with this Buffalo team is they do have firepower. They can score quick with Gabe and Josh's arm and Stefan Diggs, and they're always going to be hard to guard in the passing game. The problem I have is that when it comes playoff time, it's very rare that you can just throw all over a team three, four straight games, go to the Super Bowl win. Um, the thing with Buffalo that I think is the limiting factor is you need a run game. And, and their defense is good, but they're very up and down. Uh, you, you just need a run game. You don't need to run for 150, 200 yards every week, but you got to be able to get short yardage first downs, get a positive run play on first down. And I think just coming out in the gun all the time, not that that's necessarily bad because the Eagles do that almost more than anybody, I think more than anybody actually, and, but they still run you know, if it's indicated a lot because um, they can do so. The Bills, the thing that worries me in the playoff push with them is I, the way to beat the Kansas Cities, the Joe Burrows, is not only do you have to be efficient on third down and get third down defensive stops, you have to be able to possess the football. And a large part of doing that, and an easy way of doing that, is having an effective run game. So I, I know Buffalo's probably considered the best team in the AFC right now. I know I've seen that in polls. Came out as the clear favorite, Josh Allen MVP clear favorite in the beginning of the year. That's fizzled out for sure. Still kind of one of the favorites to win it all. I'm really just not buying it. Um, they just, you know, they need a better run game for me to take them seriously as a as a dynasty. Not even a dynasty, just as a as a non pretender uh, to win the Super Bowl. But some surprises in this division, honestly, kind of all three of the other teams surprise me. Uh, the Dolphins sit in second, one game back. The, they're eight and four, I believe. Um, the problem I have with Miami is I've never been a Tua fan. 
I, I really like what the Dolphins did. They bring in an offensive guy coming from Flores, basically a 180. <laughs> he couldn't get more different. Um, a defensive hard-ass coach versus, you know, Mike McDaniels. Yeah, kind of off that Shanahan tree, offensive genius kind of deal. Um, but I really like that they surrounded to it. You have Jalen Waddle, stud draft pick. He's working out great. They bring in fast running backs, mostly the Niners, discarded running backs, but still. Their defense has always been good and been able to turn the ball over a decent bit. Um, and then bringing in Tyreek was huge. I've always said from the beginning, you have to surround a quarterback. If you're not sure about if you're not Mahomes, if you're not Allen, if you're not Burrow, um, you know, if you have the Jalen Hurts, if you have the Tua, you know, every, anybody really, you have to do your best to surround them with electric weapons. And the Dolphins did just that. They have speed at every position. So they're always going to be dangerous. The problem I have with Miami, and, and it's been a theme in the past too, is um, A, you can't get reliable quarterback play out of Tua. I, I haven't been the biggest Tua fan, and I think that last game against the Niners, give him some credit. I mean, not the best O-line. Niners have an absolutely scary defense and defensive line. Not a good matchup. Bosa was just feasting. Um, but Tua missed a lot of throws, and a lot of throws that were open, which is... Goes to show, I think he was rattled from the pressure, I really do. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be that franchise. He, he's a franchise quarterback, but I, I don't think he's ever going to be the Herbert, you know, kind of elite level arm talent, elite movement, that kind of stuff. So I think you'll always have a chance with your weapons and a good defense with him as your quarterback, but you're really going to have to control the ball and execute on third downs with accurate passes, which he did not do against the Niners. Um... The other issue I have is they're five and one at home, three and three on the road. The thing with Miami is they play in warm weather. It's always a fast, you know. They seem fast. They they throw the ball. They rack up stats against mostly bad teams. And I they're not going to have in the playoffs home field games, you know, like really at all. Maybe depends. No, not even because they'll be. I mean, depends how the division shakes out, but I don't see them outpacing Buffalo here at the at the you know the stretch. So them going on the road in the winter in the cold, I I just don't see them probably even winning a playoff game. If it depends on their matchup for sure. Um, but the top of the AFC, you know, even if they're playing the the four seed, you know, let's just assume. You know, let's assume that somebody from the AFC North, probably not, probably Tennessee at this point is going to be. But Tennessee is a dangerous playoff team. Why? Because they're tough, they play defense, and they run the football effectively. If you can't stop them, they control the ball, and they slow down fast offenses, which they've done to some teams this year, other than the Birds. Go Birds, baby. But in the playoffs, we've seen it time and time and again. Tennessee comes in, they upset teams that should beat them, Ravens, Chiefs, all that stuff, because why? Double safety over the top. They don't let you, you know, beat them over the top fast. They run the football with one of the best running backs, basically a human tank, and they play tough physical defense. They play well on third down. So I just don't see if that's the matchup. I, I don't know if they can beat that team, even though the Titans don't look so hot right now. Moving to one of the biggest surprises of the season, in my opinion, uh, Mike White and the Jets. Huh. <laughs> So I expected Zach Wilson, you know, he has some talent. He He's just a cocky son of a gun. I expected him maybe not to get benched, but to not have a good year and be around the bottom five, ten quarterbacks. That's a, that's a pretty easy prediction for most people. 
Um, I did not expect the Jets to be seven and five, three and three at home, four and two on the road. Of course, lost last week, but uh, to the Vikings uh, in kind of a nail biter, honestly. But Mike White is in there. He's making plays. They have some young weapons on offense. They have one of the best defenses with some of the best individual personnel on defense in the league. And I think they're doing a really good job, and they've shown a lot of positive steps. I think if you told a Jets fan that they'd be above 500, I think they would have been ecstatic at this point in the season and in the playoff contention. That's crazy for Jets and New York. And I think it's a good thing when the big markets are relevant, even if they're not like the most well-liked team. It's always good for media. It's always good for revenue and the fans just to have those big cities vibing. So I'm not a Jets hater. I'm not a Zach Wilson fan. I don't know what they're going to do with that situation. He does not look like he's mature enough to be an NFL quarterback, uh, which is hard, right? These guys are young. I'm not saying I would step in there (laughs) like I had the talent. Yeah, right. But uh, I could step in there and be that mature at that young of an age and basically run a whole, basically be a CEO of a franchise and of a business. It's, it's really hard, and the expectations we put on these quarterbacks, the ones that do it flawlessly, the Mahomes, the Allens, the Lamars, that's that's a huge testament that's overlooked to who they are and their personality and what they mean and what football means to them. But overall, no complaints about the Jets. They fight. They play hard. Um, good, Some good receivers, underrated receivers. Sauce is an absolute, absolute crazy draft pick. I, I thought he was not going to be this good, honestly. The swag... High picked corner. Sometimes it always flails out, or you know, it flails out. But he looks like a freaking stud, man. He looks like a stud. So if they keep nailing draft picks, you know, Dolphins can't figure it out. Patriots will always be kind of Patriots. They could be competitive in the years to come, which I cannot even believe I'm saying <laughs> at this point. Um, pretty crazy. But moving to the Patriots, six and six in last place. Um, pretty competitive division, right? Sort of, you know. Patriots, I say surprising, but honestly not really. They play solid defense. It's low-scoring, not high-powered offensive football. The thing that surprised me about the Patriots, you know, I really didn't expect them to be, you know, kind of this dysfunctional, but still 6-6. Six and six. You know, I kind of expected, like, I'm, I'm not as surprised as one or the other. Like, if they are 6-6, six and six, but they were running the football, like, super effectively and playing really, really good defense, I wouldn't be, you know, that surprised. Because that's the Patriot way, right? The, the thing that surprises me is they have not had stellar quarterback play, like, at all. Not even close. And they're still 500, and I guess technically in the hunt uh, as we go forward here in a, in a tough division with a pretty tough schedule. So... Three and three at home, three and three on the road. Honestly, on the two-game losing streaks, so are kind of cooling off. Obviously, Mac was hurt, but there's times where he just he doesn't look like the guy. And all the hype out of the draft, and the Niners might have picked him, and all this stuff, and picking him in the first round so high. Oh man, it's it's tough to see because when you when you draft a quarterback that high, it's hard to hit obviously on anybody, right? But you you need you need that quarterback to be good. Because you mostly have no other options. You need him to be good. Um, part of it that you know has been talked about, and I will say, is definitely a factor in my book. Is you gotta give him, you gotta give him weapons. You know, starting the season, having the most expensive wide receiver and tight end room with that personnel is absolutely unacceptable by any football standards on any level. That's absolutely 
just <laughs> their tight ends don't do anything. Anything. It their receivers, they I mean, there's some young guys, there's some promise, but it's not like they're explosive. They always have good running backs. I I love their pair of running backs. They run so hard. Um they're they're great. But you can only do so much with that style. And the other part of it is you can't expect Mac Jones to come out and win this division and light it up when you're just <laughs> when your whole coaching staff is Belichick, a defensive guy, special teams coordinator Joe Judge, Matt Patricia coming back, and all of Belichick's little little kill, like little kids. <laughs> it's like who is coaching Mac Jones? Who's coaching Mac Jones? I mean, you can't help that you lose your offensive coordinator, you know, McDaniel's for a long time to the Raiders, who that's a whole different completely different ugly issue but it's so hard to watch man when these players are not put in the best position to succeed because you just want to see ultimately these guys these young guys succeed all the pressure you know being watched so closely in college the draft Heisman watch and then coming in and just going to these teams traditionally bad teams but some teams go all in on the guy and give him talent and other guys just are super stubborn so I I do place a lot of the blame on Belichick. I honestly do. I know he's technically the greatest coach of all time, but he needs to adapt. You you have to adapt. You have to get weapons. You you spent all that money in free agency, and a lot of it didn't pan out. You got to get him offensive weapons to see if he's the guy. You know, the way your offense is set up, when you're behind and need points, nobody's really open, and he's just scrambling for his life, and he can't move. He can't move. It's hard to watch him move and scramble and throw, which is a problem, yes, but... You can win with that quarterback. You know, you can be a fringe playoff team, a competitive team with that quarterback. If you just have a good, basically, offensive coordinator, player personnel guy picking the draft picks, and just overall being, you know, I I call it basically being intelligently aggressive in free agency. Not only getting fits for your team, but going all in on the right players, like a Tyreek Hill or somebody who's almost generational talent that doesn't hit the market that much, and just putting the bag out there. Instead of putting the bag out there for guys that, honestly, nobody else really wants. (laughs) They're just Patriot guys. So hard to watch a little bit for me, Patriots football this year, but overall solid division. Um, You know, a little bit surprised overall. Surprising in another way uh, this year, the AFC West. Myself included, um, and everybody out there thought this was going to be historically one of the best divisions we've ever seen. You you have for probably the first time coming into the season four, you know, very good or elite quarterbacks, which is basically unheard of. Um, I was very wrong at the beginning of the year. Um, my surprise pick was for the Raiders to compete for the division to be leading or you know up with Kansas City. Um, it's just depressing. <laughs> That's, I should have known better. <laughs> I should have known better. After making the playoffs last year, I thought McDaniels this year as the coach would be a better fit for Carr. And Josh Jacobs healthy. He's looking like a stud, by the way. Uh, Devontae Adams coming in, who also looks like a freaking stud. Um, with Waller and Carr, I thought they would ascend. I really did. Um, way off on that. They're sitting 5-8 and eight in third place. Just lost to Rams last night, which was just embarrassing, but not surprising for the Raiders at all. Um, just really <laughs> two and six on the road, man. I know it's tough to play on the road, but come on. Two and six. 
You can't win. You can't. You're you're not a playoff team. Doing two and six on the road, you, you you're not. You can't. Um, going to the top of the division, the Chiefs. I know we all. You know, I I personally was off the Broncos. You, you know, that's on record. But it we should have known, right? <laughs> it's Patty and Andy. Uh, yeah, they lose Tyreek. Um, they're nine and three, five and one at home, four and two on the road. Obviously, they've lost to the two big teams in the AFC, uh, Josh Allen and Burrow. Um, like we talked about earlier, Bengals have figured it out. Joe Burrow is Tom Brady efficient in his prime on third down. He is making reads, progressions like nobody else right now on third down. Perrine has stepped in, mixing, controlling the football, helping them win games against these elite quarterbacks. And their defense has been underrated since last year in the Super Bowl run. They have a pass rush. They're good. You know, they're they're a real threat to win the AFC again. They really are. Um, they're up there with Chiefs and, and even Buffalo. Uh, to win. I think those are the three teams, honestly. I think we all know that at this point. But it's just the Chiefs are missing the Tyreek Hill quick factor, right? The thing that made the Chiefs so dangerous in the past is if you don't absolutely thoroughly respect the deep game, the quick strike, they can score in 30 seconds. They can get Tyreek over the top for 70, Kelsey in the red zone, done, boom. Chiefs, another team that struggled in the red zone because guys just key on Kelsey. And it's really tough to score. Really tough. But Andy and Mahomes, they'll find a way. They're 9-3. and three. Pop, You know, lose the tiebreaker to the Bills, but they have a chance to be the one seed. Home field at Arrowhead is always a huge advantage. Uh, I still like the Chiefs to come out of this division, or out of the, well, not just obviously the division, but um, the AFC. Uh, Chargers. <laughs> I, I just can't with the Chargers. It's like the saddest days of our lives soap opera episodes ever with the Chargers. You have just the princess in the castle, Justin Herbert, absolute stud, better than anybody thought coming out of college, incredibly intelligent kid, incredible arm talent. They have, yes, they have weapons. They're aging weapons. They don't really have a true running back, but I really like the scat back, basically, Austin Eckler. Really good weapons uh, for the most part. I do think they need to make some tough decisions this offseason with coaching and weapons. But defense who they have a ton of money in, but they just aren't healthy. And they aren't good. A lot of studs, a lot of stars, uh, but they're just not good. They're 6-6. Six and six. I would love to see them make the playoffs. They're 2-3 and three at home and 4-3 and three on the road. There's just a tough watch, man. It's a tough watch. Like, with their lineup, their, both sides of the ball... That should, no questions asked, none, be a playoff team. That should 100% be a playoff team. And if you are not, if you are coaching, if Brandon Staley, he has to be fired at the end of the, he absolutely must be fired. I, I will not take anything less. He has to be fired. Uh, something that scares me a little bit is if Sean Payton steps into that job, I think the Chargers get scary really, really quick. I think Sean Payton low-key has his eyes on that sunny that sunny job out there in the AFC West. Yeah, it's a tough division, but how can you pass up Herbert? And especially the expectations are so low because Brandon Staley's muddied the water and messed it up like the whole time. So ultimately, am I surprised by the Chargers? Not really at this point. They kind of are what we thought they were. Very flashy players all over the field. Some injuries. Absolutely boneheaded coaching mistakes, and and you can just tell that they aren't prepared for certain teams, which is I think directly on the head coach. Uh, it's really sad. So I hope uh, 
somebody comes and rescues Justin Herbert next year because Brandon Staley is not it. Um, we touched on the Raiders five and eight, man. I thought they were going to be good. Devontae having a <laughs> honestly a great year. He looks amazing. And then Josh Jacobs, also one of the best running backs, statistically is the best. Um, you know, both of them over a thousand yards, and they still <laughs> they it, they just they can't win games. They're five and eight. They just screw up and often against bad teams. It's really hard to watch, and it's tough to blame it all on McDaniel's. Um, something ain't right there. I don't know if he's the guy or not. He has a complicated system. It's the first year. Um, I like Derek Carr. I like some of their players, but I think you almost have to give McDaniels another year um, and an off season really to get this figured out. Really disappointing in a competitive division, <laughs> but somehow, you know, if you told me the Raiders were five and eight and didn't tell me the other records, I would be like, okay, that's the biggest disappointment in that division by far. Not even close, right? Makes sense. Devontae, Josh Jacobs, everybody, right? <laughs> hold <laughs> hold your freaking tea, man. The <laughs> now the Denver Broncos, I'm a little proud of this one. Everybody was saying, you know, they're gonna win the division, they're the AFC favorites, all the stuff coming in. Best defense, Russ with some weapons, he's gonna cook. Let's ride, Broncos country. And I can't say I predicted this bad of a start, but I knew they weren't winning the division. Um, three and nine. One and six on the road. They have lost the last four weeks. I saw some crazy stat at some point. If they scored 18 points a game or more, which I think is probably the NFL standard at this point if you're trying to win football games, they'd be like nine and one at one point through the season. That's unreal. And you have Russell Wilson... Some weapons, yeah, a couple of injuries, but still, still, man, those games, I, I love football. I love football. I love watching football. I'll watch any team. I root for good offense, good defense. I, I love it. I physically cannot watch the Broncos. I can't watch them. It is horrible. I would not wish that upon my worst enemy. It is the worst football watch ever. They flexed them out of another prime time. They... <laughs> I think they expected some big views, big money on the Broncos this year. Disappointing stuff. 3-9. and nine. Russ looks awful. They scored 166 points this year. 166. The Texans have 188. The Texans. I don't even see another team below 200. Who else is even below 200? No one's even else is below like 209, 200. 166. And their defense has allowed... 204. 204. Which is the second <laughs> the second least or you know the second best points allowed uh other than the Niners who have caught fire late and they have 190. How do you <laughs> it makes no sense. That Nathaniel Hackett, I, I know it's a like a one-year thing, but the, he's not cut out to be head coach. There's no way. This, this can't all be Russell Wilson. There's no way it's all Russell Wilson. I'm not saying he's some superstar, but people, people, some people you talk to consider him a, a pretty easy Hall of Famer based on his time in Seattle, which I think it's hard to argue that he was on track. Is it possible that he derails his career in Denver, everyone expecting a Peyton-like resurgence, and he just is the worst? <laughs> Their offense is basically historically the worst. With that good of a defense, you can't ask for a better setup. 
Yes, you're in a tough division, but your defense is basically the the best scoring defense. And your off your offense with Russell freaking Wilson, who you <laughs> someone needs to get fired. Whoever traded for him, I don't mind. Trading, great move, honestly. It was a great move. Based on what you see, his character, his play at the time, great deep ball. Off, you know, Seattle pretty, you know, has a decent offense even when they suck. Um, you know, overall you expect big things. But to give him this massive of a bag that early on, before you see him prove himself, I don't care who you are, that's <laughs> someone needs to be fired. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely out of pocket. Ridiculous. That's just, I know some Denver fans, they are down so bad right now to the point where you can't even say, you feel bad saying something at this point. It's like, you know what I mean? It's fun to talk smack when they're a little competitive and they lose a game and they lose close games. When they're this bad, when you thought they were going to be that good, it's really hard to pile on. And it's it's just really upsetting overall. (laughs) Like just everything going on out there. They have a ton ton to reevaluate but you're basically stuck with Russ in that contract no one's taking that on at this point so really 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 terrifying stuff um I expected them to be competitive I knew their defense was good I didn't expect their defense to be this good this year um you know I expected their offense to be competitive fringe top 10 but (laughs) they are horrible horrible the Raiders have almost scored twice as many points as them, and they're five and eight. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, are you kidding me, dude? That's <laughs> that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, man. Moving over to AFC North, uh, my pick for the year was Baltimore. Not feeling fantastic about that. They set a top at eight and four tie with the Bengals. Won last week on an ugly game. Lamar getting banged up. If I'm Lamar. I'm not playing. I'm sorry. He they, they take advantage of that. He's such a good dude. His character is so good. All he wants to do is be the best and be their first teammates, and they took advantage of that. This year for Lamar, usually sitting out is not, you know, really great. But if you're a quarterback, you have some leeway. And I think entering this year, he should have sat out until they paid him. He's His style, you know, basically puts him up for injury, you know, more than other players, more than other quarterbacks at least. He hasn't been great. But if you think he's the guy, which there's no chance Baltimore let him walk, zero. He would have gotten the bag, and he should have gotten the bag. I still think you have to pay him. Um, I don't say, you know, I wouldn't want to be the Ravens right now. They don't do a really good job of surrounding him with weapons. It's a mainly run-based offense. Doesn't have a ton of receivers. Um, but it's, it's classic Ravens, right? Like no, no matter really what's going on, they're going to be competitive and basically fringe or in the playoffs competing. That's just who Harbaugh is and who the team is. I'm not surprised. Um, the Lamar thing was just mishandled by both parties. And, uh, now, I mean, it's interesting to see how Lamar will play this. Um, I think he will come back cause he's that kind of guy. If that's me, I'm sitting now, dude, I'm not risking that. Um, for a year that you're not going to win the Super Bowl. You're just not built for it. Um, and a huge contract year. <sighs> it's tough, man. That's a tough scenario. I wouldn't want to be the GM over there. That's for sure. The Bengals on a four-game win streak, coming from 4-4 four and four to 8-4, and four, tied for the lead. Offense is waking up. Defense is waking up. 4-1 and one at home, 4-3 and three on the road. Big win at Can- uh, against Kansas City at home. 
they look scary. I thought they were for regression. It looked like I was right. And unfortunately, well, fortunately, I guess, for football and for the Bengals, it's fun. Um, they look great. Their defense is coming alive. Joe Burrow looks like an absolute machine. He, <laughs> The difference from Joe Burrow and I think some of the other elite quarterbacks right now is Mahomes plays a little outside the box and kind of does his own thing and is magical at it and his, his talent is undeniable. But the thing with Burrow is he's so technical. Like he's not the biggest, fastest person. He's just so precise and accurate. Uh, you know, at least in the most important moments, which is what matters, right? He has weapons all around him. He always has. They're a dangerous, dangerous team. They are a real threat to the AFC, to the Chiefs or the Bills. A real threat. Um, ultimately, I think what ends up hurting them is not. They probably won't be. You know, they'll have a. They could have one home game potentially. How it shakes out, but they won't be the one seed most likely. Um, so that's going to hurt them going to Buffalo or Arrowhead. Um, but whoever out of those three teams gets the one seed is a huge advantage because most likely they'll only play one of those other teams rather than have to go, th- the other team will have to go through both. So it's a huge advantage if you get a home game and only have to go through one of those, which is why that sole one seed is so important. The Browns, <laughs> oh, what a, tr- a terrible, terrible franchise, terrible franchise. Five and seven. We talked about Deshaun Watson all offseason. He looked like garbage. Holy crap. I could barely watch that game. They The Texans just gave away that game. The, Bron- the, the Browns' defense just won him the game. He looked terrible. His, I, I mean, was I surprised? A little. A, a little. But, I mean, what do you expect? He hasn't played football in, what, two years, basically? I mean, he looks slow. He's not making progressions. He's not accurate. Throwing a lot of low balls. It's just what you expect from someone who just hasn't been doing it every day for two years and expected to step back into the spotlight. Having a soft Texans team. And you don't do crap. Part of me is, I don't root against guys, but I'm not rooting for Deshaun Watson. Let's get that straight. Um, This just classic Browns organizational behavior. Just, they they have a moment in the spotlight. You know, over the last couple of years, they look like they could be a promising franchise. And maybe Deshaun gets it together. I, I mean, he can't get worse. He has to get better. So, you know, with a, a, I don't want to say solid, really, defense, but they have some players. Uh, good running good running backs, at least. It's just hard. It's really hard to watch when quarterback play is that bad. Especially when you are, te- you know, technically expecting something good, superstar level. It's hard. I don't take them seriously. I never will. It's the Browns, people. Let's be honest. The Steelers, to round out the division, tied for last at 5-7. and seven. Two-game win streak have actually been catching kind of fire lately. Pretty anemic offense. Kind of what we expected. Najee's been banged up like every week. Hard to watch. He's a great player when healthy. Pickett's doing okay. <laughs> like, I mean... You expect a rookie to struggle. Pittsburgh's defense keeps them in a lot of football games. Not having T.J. Watt for that stretch really, really hurt them. He's he's the heart. Their record is just astounding with and without him, the difference of wins and losses. So He's a phenomenal, phenomenal player and a lot of other good defensive players. The Steelers, they just need – you need time for Pickett to develop. I, don't, 
I think he is the guy. He shows flashes, but I think, you know, he's going to be a guy that you got to build around and just be patient. He's never going to be the Mahomes, the Allen of the group, but he, he can run at times in situational times. Um, he makes some good throws at times, and Pickens looks absolutely phenomenal. Holy crap, that boy can catch. That That is an absolutely phenomenal hands receiver. Um, so they got a good uh, <laughs> shocker. Pittsburgh drafts another great receiver. Shocked, uh, just like always. But they just—they're—they're they're a weapon away. They're—you know—they're in a tough, hard-nosed division. Um, they're a healthy Najee, an, a, a receiver away. Um, you know, mainly Pickett's needs a, a year or two or three to really develop into his own. They're—they're they're not going to be a threat until he develops, which I think he does actually have a chance. I'm usually pretty harsh on rookie quarterbacks, or I mean you know, uh, young quarterbacks in general, but I think he does have a chance to be good. Just not a lead. I think he has a ceiling that is much lower than some of the other AFC guys. We are going to breeze through this last division in the AFC. It's just horribly disappointing. Texans at last at one ten and one, not much to see there. It doesn't look like they really have the quarterback or the weapons. They fight, uh, make it interesting, but I mean, they're just, I mean, better offense than the Broncos, but <laughs> not saying much. Uh, just a tough watch. They'll have the one draft pick. Uh, probably have to go with one of the stud quarterbacks coming out, Bryce Young, somebody like that, um, moving forward. Jacksonville and Colts at, both at 4-8. and eight. Jacksonville 1-5 and five on the road. It's tough to see. Dougie P with some moments of success. I always root for Dougie P, and I like Trevor. I like his game. I just think it takes more than one year to change a culture like Jacksonville, and I think they're headed in the right direction, and I see positive steps. They're going to keep getting good draft picks here. I think Dougie P is a good coach. I think he's the guy. Um, you know, they just got to keep doing what they're doing and keep listening to Doug P and changing that culture and letting Trevor Lawrence grow um, and, and work on pass protection. The Colts, absolute train wreck this year. Matt Ryan's in. He's out. He's in. There's some games where if you blitz him, he looks like a statue, and it's hard to watch. Um, hard to watch Jonathan Taylor. The Colts O-line hasn't been as good or as healthy as it should be. Hard to watch overall for a football game. Um, Jeff Saturday, I, I, my hat off to him. I mean, it's it sounds awesome to go from a player to a commentator to just jump to a head coach in the NFL. That's, like, unprecedented. Um, so the fact that he got that opportunity... The fact that he's, you know, motivated, making the most of it. I say more power to you. I know people are inside NFL circles are mad about that because you got to work your way up. It's very hierarchical. Uh, put in the time, prove yourself, work under great coaches, all that stuff. But honestly, he's not the long-term answer. But for an interim hire for the Colts, terrible team. They need a quarterback. At this point, they just need to lose to get a quarterback. Not much else to say. Lost their last three. Titans, seven and five. I, you know, I expected the Colts to win the division and to be close with the Titans. Obviously, that was way off. Um, the Titans are kind of what we expect: physical up front, stopping the run, uh, and they'll run all over you with with their physicality and Vrabel. Um, I swear, Vrabel looks like he's ready to suit up sometimes when he gets pissed. Holy crap! Obviously, dismantled by a very good Eagles team who. They just expected to stop the run and be competitive. The Eagles said, nah, I got you. We're just going to pass the whole game. Um, 
and they just dismantled him. AJ Brown revenge game gets the GM fired. It's just a it's horrible. They'll be the they'll be the four seed uh, in the AFC, probably playing. Who knows? Ravens probably if they slide out of first there with the Bengals tie. Uh, who really knows? Uh, Jets possibly. Who knows? But. Either way, they're the Titans. If you can't stop the run and they can stop your run, they have a chance to win some playoff games, but they're limited at quarterback and just not a championship team. Um, overall, not my favorite brand of football. Um, I like the physicality, but overall, sometimes they're tough to watch. All right, moving over to my favorite, the NFC. Uh, <laughs> we'll breathe We'll breeze through the South quick, get that out of the way. The Saints and Panthers at the bottom. Saints are 4-9, losing a heartbreaker. I mean, they just don't really have the quarterback right now. Um, I really like Olave. He looks amazing. Um, but 4-9, kind of need them to keep losing because the Eagles have their draft pick. I think it's like the sixth pick right now, which is unheard of. So awesome. Um, you know, I don't root against teams, but, you know, Whoever plays the Saints, let's go. <laughs> Panthers 4-8, kind of what we expected, kind of a train wreck. Again, don't have the quarterback. Um, lost CMC, really struggling for coaching and all that stuff. It's just a tough, another tough watch, just in a terrible division, the worst division of the year, basically. Uh, the Falcons 5-8. and eight. You know, I expected them to be a little bit more competitive offensively with some of the weapons they have. Pitts and, and all those guys. Uh, Mariota is solid, you know, but he just, they just don't have, you know, the stud defense. They're one and five on the road, and they don't have an electric downfield offense to score 30 40 every game. Um, and, and they're just not efficient enough um, in a division they could win this year, but it's looking like the Bucks are pulling away at six and six with the Bucks just looking like trash some games. Just trash. It looks like Brady can't even play it sometimes. Then they go to the hurry up and the Saints score two quick uh, two quick tutties and it's a it's a Brady comeback. So the matchup I'm looking forward to is <laughs> the Cowboys will be the 5 seed cuz the Birds will be the 1. Um the Bucks will be the 4 and Bucks at Dallas. Ooh baby. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready, Jerry. They coming. Tom Brady, greatest of all time. They're coming for you. When you have weapons like the Bucks and a, a defense that rises in the playoffs like the Bucks, you always have a chance. I know they've looked abysmal. I know they can't really run the ball. But you have a chance with Brady. That is going to be – I know the Cowboys will be favored, but that is going to be a tough one. I I know it's hard to see the Cowboys blowing out the Colts. Uh, but I'm telling you, this is classic Cowboys. This is right in the time of the season. This is our year. We're winning it all. Let's go. All this stuff. And then they get to the first round and boop. Egg. So I think they're perfectly getting set up to drop an egg uh, versus Tom Brady and the Bucks. So I'm really excited for that. NFC North. Uh, we nailed. Holy crap. We nailed that Vikings division winner pick when people thought it was going to be the Packers and all that stuff. 10 and 2. Six and one at home, four and one on the road. After getting dismantled early in the year by the Eagles, and dis absolutely dismembered by the Cowboys, that was actually a very impressive win. Um, but those are their only two losses to the two best teams in the NFC, in my opinion. Um, Ten and two, impressive stuff. Dalvin's cooking. Uh, Jefferson is 
looking like the the worst whiff of a draft pick by the Eagles in modern day history. I will never get over that watching that draft. I will never, ever, ever get over that. Every fan and their mother screaming for Jefferson and we picked Jalen Rager. Oh my God, the pain, the pain. But it worked out. We got AJ Schmitty. It's all good. But 10 and 2, they're looking like they're going to be the two seed unless, you know, Philly goes off the gas or whatever. Um, I think they, you know, the one seed is so important. And you have such an advantage against the Vikings when it's a night game or away that I think the Eagles realize the importance of that and will lock up the one seed. Rest of the teams are kind of trash. Uh, Bears at the bottom at 3-10. and 10. Honestly, worse than I expected. Justin Fields looks really good some games. Obviously, historic rushing stats. He's in like the top six or seven rushers as a quarterback, or as an overall player as a QB is pretty freaking impressive. Um, they just need some more offensive weapons. They got some good young guys. They need to shore up the defense. It's just they haven't had the best picks over the years. You know, I think the bright spot is they found their guy. And I think the Niners or anybody in that draft would love, love a do-over to get Justin Fields. You know, so I think the Bears really hit a home run on that pick. So I think if you give him weapons, like we said, go all in, get weapons, go all in, and see what he's got, they're going to be competitive, especially with the Packers' fallout. Uh, Packers at 5-8, and 2-5 and five on the road. Obviously, the whole Rodgers love controversy is <laughs> just so drawn out at this point. Jordan Love showing flashes. Rodgers still playing, even through injury. Nice win against the Bears, but he owns the Bears. It's just Rodgers. Um... Good running backs, uh, pretty decent defense at times, but the offense has just been anemic. A small bright spot, Christian Watson, with who seems like he's just scoring touchdowns multiple times every week, looks really fast and really good, uh, which I never saw coming after the outburst of the of the pick and all that stuff. So that looks like a hit. Um, again, I think they're another weapon away, a defensive stud away. Um, who knows what they're going to do with Rodgers. Um Honestly, at this point, I would just move him. I know it's hard, but I, I would just move him for draft capital at this point and just basically start over. Um, Lions, last team at, in this division, sitting in second, technically, pretty crazy. Uh, five and seven, really good offense at times. I mean, they they have the most points scored in the division. They're outscoring the Vikings by nearly thirty to overall points. They can put up points. They just give up a lot. They give up about you know nine ten more points overall than they've scored, um, but a team that's coming on, a team that gets you know Jameson back from Alabama after injury, who's let's face it, like every other receiver coming out of the SEC, is going to be so good. <laughs> so he's really going to help golf. Golf looks good when he has time and weapons, and they can run the football, and they're efficient in the red zone with Jamal Williams. So honestly. <laughs> A very frisky team. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, obviously, but they're a very frisky team moving forward that I think actually has some potential. Um, so that's pretty fun because they've been so bad for a long time. Moving to the NFC West. Um, the Niners are top at 8-4, 5-1 at home. Obviously, they're going to have to roll with their third-string quarterback through the year, who honestly looked pretty good in that Dolphins game. Um, he looked pretty good. They obviously are loaded on both sides of the ball. Like, <laughs> if you put any superstar or or great quarterback in that offense, that's a lock Super Bowl favorite. Lock. It's classic Niners. Like, their defense is so good. 
so good. They have weapons now on offense, like galore, like as many as any other team, if not the most. They just need a quarterback who can play with those weapons. Um, you know, even with Jimmy G or someone as efficient as Jimmy G, you're like an NFC championship team. It's crazy. If they had Mahomes, if, if they had anybody, really, they'd be a lock super. They they could beat the Eagles. They could beat the Cowboys. They, they could be in the Super Bowl, which I'm not going to rule them totally out because they are a physical, dangerous football team, and they will win the division. But I don't know. Just They played their own style of football, not always flashy, even with all their weapons. But if Purdy can keep the ship going, they're going to be dangerous. They, they have to be. They have a pass rush, a good defense, the best defense, really, and uh, great weapons. CMC, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, all those guys. So, dangerous football team. Seattle, 7-5. Obviously, the story is Geno having a great year. They scored the most points in that division by far this year. Um, shout out to Pete Carroll. Um you know, controversial guy, coach, trading away Russ. Everyone thought they were going to be horrible. And they've looked like a good physical football team. And Geno's cooking, man. WVU strong, baby. Geno's cooking. Seven and five. Pay the man. Pay the man, Pete. Let's go, Geno. I think uh, they're looking amazing, man. They're looking really good. They play physical. Uh, it sucks with their running back situation and the injuries. It really does. Because um, that's a huge part of their game. But they're still a threat to make the playoffs, 7-5. and five. I think they do probably end up sneaking in over one of the NFC East teams for a wild card spot, um, especially with the tie that just happened with the Redskins, or the, sorry, the Commanders and the Giants. Um, so I do. I think they'll be a fun playoff team. Cardinals 4-8, and eight. told you, suck. They suck. Kyler Murray sucks. Too busy playing Call of Duty, too much of a crybaby, horrible contract. Cliff Kingsbury, they're such a package deal, but someone's got to go. GM Kingsbury, King, you know Cliff, somebody has to go. Four and eight, one and six at home. Are you freaking kidding me? One and six at home. When most teams that play you have to fly across the country to get there. Are you kidding me? Horrible. I don't even. It makes me angry talking about them. So I, I don't even want to spend time. But just horrible, horrible. The Rams, obviously a very disappointing season after a Super Bowl. One of the worst ever. Um, great win last night versus a very dysfunctional Raiders team with Baker Mayfield, who I'm very critical of and, and still am, but a, a very impressive comeback win and drive, being there on a Tuesday and winning on a Thursday on prime time versus a fringe playoff team possibly, not anymore, but at the time. Impressive. Without any weapons on offense, they still have a, a good, you know, Good players on defense, but just not the same team without Cub and Stafford and everybody healthy. Uh, a tough watch again, but some good young players. Uh, so getting some good valuable time this year with all the injuries. Um, but again, they're going to be drafting. You know, they'll be rather, I mean, they're going to win, what, five, six games total. At, and they're at four and nine now. So not a lot to talk about there. My favorite. Here we go. Let's go. NFC East. Starting at the bottom. Commanders Giants. 7-5-1 and 7-4-1. And and um, two spicy teams, obviously. Um, Eagles play Giants. Big matchup this week. Uh, two spicy teams still in playoff contention. I think both teams are limited at quarterback, for sure. 
Both teams could use another receiver. But Scary Terry's nice. Both teams can run the ball. Both teams can play pretty good situational defense and special teams. Obviously, you see what the Commanders can do, play people tough. They beat the Birds when they weren't playing a good game, and it's their only loss of the year. Uh, but goes to show you anybody can win any week, especially when it comes to playoffs. So um, two spicy teams. Um, I don't like either of them to go far. Uh, I think they're, you know, competitive, low-scoring, you know, kind of winning football teams with field goals and good defense. But I don't see them beating a San Fran or, you know, even a Seattle in the playoffs or, or a Minnesota or a, or a Dallas or, or a Philly, really. Uh, when it matters, um, they just don't have the horses. But mad respect to both those teams and teams that I, you know, obviously traditionally hate um, as a Birds fan. But mad respect to both those teams, making our division really relevant, um, playing tough football every week. Brian Dayball doing a great job, kind of up for coach of the year. Not really now that they've cooled off. Probably won't get it, but uh, great first year for him, getting the most out of Daniel Jones. Uh, Heineke looks pretty good. Uh, just overall, honestly, it it just makes it makes football better when your division is good. Uh, the NFC East, most people expecting it to be the worst division, turned out to be one of the best, if not the best, in the whole league. Um, so honestly, I love it. I'm really excited for the Eagles Giants this weekend. It's always like we we really hate the Giants, <laughs> really hate the Giants. I, you always think back to the miracle in the Meadowlands, that the multiple ones of those and. I still remember that Deshaun Jackson muffed punt, runs it back to win the game, you know, dancing around the goal line. Uh, just great memories with the Giants teams. Um, I don't think any of these two teams are contenders, but definitely tough football teams that can win a close game on a week-to-week basis. Um, the last two teams we're going to talk about, honestly, the two best in the NFC. The, if you know, obviously, if the Niners and Minnesota and Seattle is you know frisky, but I think the Eagles and the Cowboys are playing the best football right now. Um, obviously, you have the Eagles who dismantled Tennessee, a very tough team who gave you know Kansas City and Cincy problems in recent weeks. Um, you know, when you have a team that I, I know this is extremely biased, but I don't even apologize because it's true. When you have a team. You have the second most points scored in the league. You have one of the best or better scoring defenses in the league in terms of points allowed. You're going to win football games, people. And when you can do it two ways, you know, the thing that the Eagles have that a lot of these teams don't, you know, the Bengals have developed this as well. Um, You have, you know, you have a quarterback who can make the reads and make the throws. Say what you want about Jalen Hurts. You can no longer call him just a running quarterback. When he is asked to make the throws, he makes the throws. It's it's truly if you watch every snap, like, like I I watch every snap of Eagles football, obviously, and you know, basically every snap of a lot of teams. Uh, when you when you just watch him, especially on third downs and even down the field, the balls are perfect. Even in the game they lost to the Commanders, didn't play that great the first half, but when it came to crunch time, he was making throws. You know, he just. You know, people fumbled, people made mistakes, and it just didn't work out. But the Eagles are loaded at defensive line. The corners have stepped up. Safeties have played okay. Uh, love that young Blankenship guy. Good for him. Um, linebackers, obviously not a lot of big names there, but TJ has played great. 
Um, linebackers have played pretty good, man. Um, D-line is hungry always. When you say we can't stop the run, we shut down the king. Uh, when you say we can't sack the quarterback, we sack everybody. It's just the defense is looking better than it has in a lot of years, which I think was previously the Eagles' real limiting factor. Um, in addition to Jalen Hurts' development, it looks like both those things have come true. Jalen Hurts has taken the next step to being a great quarterback in this league. I'm not ready to crown him the best um, with all the talent we have in the league, but if if he's going to be if we're if we're doing a draft and he's my quarterback, I'm not mad. I'm not mad, and I don't think you'd be either. Uh, you know, he can break a rushing record in a game. He can throw for 350 and four tubs. Uh, he's really got it going on. Receiving core is deep. AJ's a stud. Schmitty is so clutch with technical route running and creating space and third down conversions. It's just, and and when they get Goddard back, I think a huge piece missing to their offense, Goddard, um, you know, is going to be huge for them in big critical third down second, you know, um, situations. Um, we can run the football. Um, we didn't really well last week, but we didn't need to. We didn't really try. Um, because that was the Tennessee strength, and we played to their weakness, which is pass defense, and we slaughtered them. So I think having a team that can win more than one way is is going to set you up for success. Not saying that makes you a Super Bowl lock, but you need to have a quarterback who's competent, a competent passing offense, and a competent run game. Uh, I think Sirianni's done a great job. I'm not ready to call him coach of the year necessarily. Uh, he may end up winning it. Um, you know, he's done a great job. I, I love his energy. Some people, you know, think he's an idiot, think he's foolish. I, I love the young energy. I love it. I think that's so important. You have a lot of guys coaching up other positions, great O-line, Stoutland, um, all those guys coaching up positions. You really, I think it's just important to keep the guys on track and keep everybody's head in the right space, which he's done a great job. Um, Miles having a great year, um, in the top 10 in rushing. So, I got no complaints, man. I get worried down the stretch how much we need the one seed. You need the one seed, 100%, especially going through Philly. Everybody, No one wants to play in Philly in the playoffs. It, it's a terrible place to come in and play. Um, rude, rude, loud fans, myself included. Um, I wouldn't want to play there as an away team in the playoffs. Um, hopefully Jalen Hurts can keep the ship rolling. Hopefully the O-line and D-line stay healthy and stay hungry. Um, secondary stays smart. Um, limits penalties, and, uh, you know, Eagles keep being a dual threat. Uh, I think they have a real chance this year. It's really exciting. Uh, obviously, anything can happen in the playoffs, and there's a lot of good teams in both conferences, so going to be a really, really fun postseason. Uh, to end on the Cowboys, 9-3, 6-1 at home, 3-2 and two on the road. I've been really hot lately, just behind the Eagles in points scored. A little bit better scoring defense, too. Um... The Cowboys look really good, I'm not going to lie. They look scary. They look like they can beat the Eagles. They look like they can beat anybody. The problem that I have with Dallas is that they seem every year to kind of crush bad teams, which is, you know, what you're supposed to do, And but not all te- the Eagles don't usually do it. Not all teams do it. It's a, it. It is a sign of a great team when you can crush bad teams, for sure, because that's what you're supposed to do, right? But when it comes to these big games where you need Dak to be on the money on a third down, you know, when you need the defense to not make a stupid penalty, it feels like Dallas is always the team that's committing the stupid penalty 
or Dax misfiring and whatever. Um, I just see that holding them back in the postseason. Really excited for Christmas Eve matchup uh, with Philly. Uh, you know, could be important for seeding potentially, but um, I really see this team being a little bit limited in the playoffs. And honestly, if I had to make a make a stand here, if they play Tampa in the first round, I'd give Tampa a really good shot of winning that football game. I know that might sound crazy, but um, you know, being on the road on the road in the playoffs, playing the extra game, oh, you know, um, potentially having to win multiple road games to get to the big game. They haven't had an, a pedigree of it in 25 years. Uh, you know, it seems this happens every year. It could be different. They have a really good defense pass rush. Uh, C.D. Lamb is an absolute baller, absolute stud with Yak. He looks like he does at Oklahoma where he was just running all over the field on sorry Big 12 defenses. Um, but he looks great. Doesn't sound like they're getting OBJ. Looks like OBJ probably won't play this year. Hasn't progressed quite nicely from an injury, but I always love me some Eagles-Cowboys football. It's so good for the league and honestly selfishly so good for myself and my family when the Cowboys-Eagles rivalry is good, well, and alive. Uh, so I love this time of year, man. I freaking love it. Um, but that's what we have for the recap. Again, I, I think the Eagles-Cowboys, Niners, Vikings, Seahawks, um, Bucks will have to be in, and then the other two wild card teams, I get, or one wild card team, is going to be probably. I mean, it has to be Giants or Commanders based off of how bad the rest of the NFC is. Um, so it's really going to come down to who plays better down the stretch out of those teams uh, between like Giants, Commanders, and Seattle. Really, um, the other divisions aren't really close. Uh, in the AFC, you know, you got Bills, Chiefs. Uh, Titans are basically automatically in. Ravens, Bengals look like they're both going to be in, basically. So there's five there. Then the other two spots, you have the Dolphins probably get in. And then you got, you know, fighting for that last spot, you got Jets, Chargers. Um, and that's really about it. So really, you know, crazy stuff in the NFL. Some heavy team or heavy favorite teams here coming down the stretch, just looking really good. Bills, Chiefs, Bengals. Uh, Cowboys, Niners, Eagles, Vikings. It's going to be an amazing, amazing postseason. I, I personally cannot wait. Best time of the year, NFL football right around the corner in about a month or so. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Um, hoping to get another episode out here shortly. But thanks for the faithful listeners. Thanks for the DMs. We'll have to do a mailbag, you know, answer questions soon uh, on the show as they have piled up. Uh, like crazy without having an episode in a long time. That's on me. That's on me. We'll try to be better moving forward. Uh, but thanks again, everybody, for listening. Um, you know, shoot me your questions in the DMs. And uh, everybody have a blessed day. Everybody grab a friend, grab your family, make some good food, and watch some good football, watch some good sports, baby. That's what it's all about. Trust the Doc Sports Podcast. Peace out, people. Peace.